Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark, here today with Agnes Drew, and it's day 640 since we came back on the air. Today, we're reporting that there seems to be a group of people, some of them allegedly scientists, down near Pensacola who are working on a somewhat novel situation to the zombie problem. We got word about this yesterday, but the message looks a little tattered and... I'm sure it took a long time to get here, so we're not sure if they were successful. I'm thinking they weren't, because if they had been, then I think things would be a little more normal around here than they are. I'm afraid you're right. Either that, or they encountered some unexpected outcomes. What they were attempting to do was infect the zombies with some kind of... Well, the message doesn't exactly say what it was. I can only imagine they were trying to make them more dead than they already are because without knowing what's reanimating them, I don't see how you can target that. This implies that this group has given up on a cure for those already turned and is seeking a way to put them down in larger numbers without having to get out there and get close to them, which is currently the only way we know of to deal with them. This did give me an interesting idea, though. Define interesting. Like, max interesting? Or actually interesting. Interesting from a fictional and literary point of view. Oh, okay. In that case, please continue. Well, if this group was trying to infect the zombies with something, who's to say that other famous literary monsters couldn't also be infected with something? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, think of it like this. Uh, Vampires, werewolves, things like that. We think of them as immortal, but that just means they don't die. They could still get sick. Are you sure this isn't a Max kind of interesting? Yes, because I'm not trying to imply that it's real. But think about it. It's kind of a cool concept. Imagine a vampire talking to his buddies, and he's like, Ugh, I had cholera for the entire 19th century. It was the worst. And then the werewolf at the next table who overheard gets up and goes over and says, Excuse me, I couldn't help it over here, but give me a break. One, one, one. I had mange for at least 300 years. I tried everything. Nothing worked. And then one day it just cleared up. No idea what happened. I just hope it doesn't come back. And then, as the two of them are sympathizing with each other, Frankenstein comes over. You mean Frankenstein's monster? Yeah, sure, whatever. So Frankenstein comes over and says, Look, you two, it's not a competition, although I will say that just because I can bolt the pieces back on doesn't mean that leprosy is a walk in the park. And then the three of them sit back and bond over their shared suffering and the fact that they're all doing better now. That is an interesting idea. What about the mummy? What's his deal? I don't know. Mummies are basically like zombies except with bandages and with less biting. So do you think that group in Pensacola was able to do any good? (sighs) Tough to say, but I have to agree with you. If it had worked, we should have heard something by now. This note looks like it's been through a war. No date on it, so it could be months old by now or even longer. I just hope they didn't make things worse. How much worse could they get? A lot. People have a tendency, when faced with a difficult situation, to jump in with a solution without fully understanding that situation or the consequences. One of my favorite examples is the Cobra Effect. Back during the British Raj... The what now? British colonial rule of India... Anyway, they had a big cobra problem in Delhi. The snakes are highly venomous, so to cut down on their numbers, the government offered a bounty for each dead cobra. Poor snakes. Yes, but not just that. 
Eventually, people figured out that nobody was keeping track of where the snakes were coming from. So they started breeding them just for the bounty. When the government found out, they canceled the bounty program. No point in paying people to breed dangerous snakes. Wait, let me guess. With no bounty to pay them, the breeders just let the snakes go. Exactly right. So the overall population of cobras went up instead of down. So how might this apply to the zombies? Well, right now, the only way we know of to become a zombie is to be bitten by someone who is already a zombie. In theory, if we infected the zombies with something else without fully understanding the mechanism that causes the reanimation, it might kill them, but as their body decays, it could potentially release whatever is doing this into the air. And an airborne vector is much more dangerous. So let's hope that didn't happen. Yes, let's. As we said earlier, I think the most likely scenario is that they just failed altogether. But it should give people pause before they try anything, before they fully understand what's going on. Thank goodness my story about monsters catching diseases is fictional. Oh, how about a banshee with laryngitis? Or a centaur who threw a shoe? Or a mermaid with the ick? Now you're getting it. Well, let's keep having fun with this off the air, okay? We've had our fun with the listeners for today. Time to... Let them get on with their day. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Dr. Rosalind Clark and Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.